This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. So the big jobs report, they're bragging about it today. There are 218,000 jobs or whatever. 218,000 jobs is average as far as uh, creating jobs and... Uh, most people are working, two or three of them, to make ends meet. You know why the unemployment rate is so low? Because people can't afford to be unemployed. Even even retired people. Duh. <laughs> just, just pay attention, man. It, it is remarkable. And, and, and I constantly think, you know... You know, and I, I, you know, you know the story. I had to sell cars for a few years. It was terrible. It was the worst thing I've ever done. Nothing to get your car salesman. When you know, I had a lot of stuff, and I had uh, like neuropathy in my feet. And you try to sell cars in the winter, and it feels like you know you have bloody stumps on the ends of your legs. You know that kind of thing. That's why I didn't like selling the cars. And plus, also, this is what I do. But it got me back in touch with you know, what everybody's going through, you know? And, and I'm not saying that I've uh, been an outsider looking in. I was raised poor, for crying out loud. But, uh, you know, it, it just kind of put me back in, in touch with uh, what's going on out there. More so, and, and I do believe it was for a reason. I really, really do. Because the people in Washington, D.C. don't get it. They still don't do that. <clears throat> they don't understand it. They're not hearing you, are they? Remember last year when that song, Richmond, North of Richmond, came out? I remember when I shared that song, some people were like, I don't know, some hillbilly singing a song. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. This is going to be the biggest thing in the world. And it was. And it was. And you know why? Because it, it's the mood of the country. It's a mood of people who have done everything they can to try to live the American dream and keep getting knocked back. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. You can be the most driven person in the world. I know I was. <clears throat> and I still am, by the way, more so than ever, by the way. But the people just don't get it. People in uh, the Richmond, north of Richmond, don't get it, and they're going to do it at their own peril. They're going to ignore us at their own peril. And we're going to come back, and we're going to show them, like, we're going to give them a little what fur. Yes, we are. Oh, the, uh, the uh, state of New Hampshire did one thing right and then uh, fumbled on another. Uh, the uh, New Hampshire House voted in favor of banning doctors from performing gender-related surgeries on minors, but not the prescription of other treatments as hormone therapy. So uh, apparently you, you can't uh, go have your privates cut off or, uh, you know, uh, added to, but you can still go on the hormone uh, treatments and the puberty blockers, which is still going to destroy a kid. Guys, when are you going to realize this stuff? Uh, sooner or later, we're going to wake up from this nightmare, and we're going to have uh, Nuremberg-style trials for that nonsense. That alone, what they're doing to children, saying that a four-year-old can be the opposite gender. Are you out of your mind? You know, uh, who was it? Was it, it wasn't Descartes. Uh, it was, um, I'm drawing a blank on it, but, uh, you know, those who believe absurdities uh, can commit atrocities, Right. Those who believe absurdities, oh, my four-year-old wants to be a boy and she's a girl, will commit atrocities. I'm going to give you hormone treatments and then we're going to give you surgery. And we're going to make sure that you are a, uh, a eunuch for the rest of your life. Yeah, an asexual eunuch. Yeah, you see what I mean? 
So there's that. So New Hampshire, nice, uh, you know, nice try, I guess. Nice try, I uh, I guess. Let's talk about the uh, the southern border. I have a little montage. I want to share a little montage of Democrats. Uh, another montage of Democrats spewing something that's been proved wrong this time that, that border walls don't work. We will not build a wall. Walls don't work. A racist and xenophobic wall. We spent years investing in a faulty border wall that was never going to uh, be an effective mechanism. There will not be another foot of wall constructed yeah, on my yeah. administration. Look what you did. It would waste Y'all are a bunch of morons. taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall. Again, an in- Then why did Joe Biden just have a Secret Service build a really big run around his mansion in Rehoboth? Effective wall that can't even withstand heavy... Wind. Why did they do a big wall around the White House? We know that walls don't work, that they don't stop... Because walls are only good when they protect us, not you little people. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre, who's going to go down in history as one of the worst propagandists uh, the United States has ever had. Uh, and, and just amazing. Yesterday, he, she was asked if, if Joe Biden's border policies... <laughs> if Joe Biden's border policies caused the uh, illegal invasion of our country. And the answer, of course, is, well, no bleep, Sherlock. I mean, I, you, duh. But here's what she said. That began this chaos. Did any of the administration's policies contribute to the record number of border crossings? What I can say is this. On the, his first day in this administration, the president put forth a comprehensive immigration piece, legislation to deal with a broken system. No, it, was, it wasn't broken, moron. What the president did. No, he didn't. Deal with a no, he eliminated the one, the, the, the one that was working. System. We were just a couple of weeks away of three years ago, that, that legislation that he put forward to Congress to actually deal with. They blame it on the Republicans. An issue. Right. And so that's what I can say. The president, president understands. No, no, no. They introduced an amnesty bill instead of uh, instead of continuing the successful border policies that Donald Trump had ushered in. If you don't believe me, look at the numbers coming across the border versus what they are now. Yesterday, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the uh, love child of a gargoyle and Gollum. Uh, we're not sure which gargoyle, but uh, he is the love child of uh, of a gargoyle and Gollum talking uh, about uh, the the border crossings and uh, and spewing lots of lies. Fred, let me um, uh, uh, correct a um, a misunderstanding. Uh, when we the precious, the precious. We, um, when somebody enters uh, the country, we place them in immigration enforcement proceedings. Uh, no, you don't. What you do is you you give them papers to show up in eight years to a decade. Uh, pursuant uh, to the immigration. You knew no vetting, whether with regard to uh, health, whether with regard to criminal record, whether with regard to mental illness, wellness, I should say. Law. And if their uh, claim for relief, their claim to remain in the United States yeah. succeeds, then by law they are able to stay here. And if it doesn't succeed... Then why are you doing the hearings a decade from now, you jackweed? Right? We remove them. Oh, you should have a number. I the, mean, you don't know. Let's are, say big, big, numbers, let's just ballpark it. Is it more than 500,000? More than 1 million? Oh, 2 million? Uh, 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 Brett, it's, it's more than, it's well more than a million uh, per year. I don't want this guy impeached. I want him, uh, I want him on trial. I really, really do. I think a lot of people do. Really, really want to see him on trial. Juan Williams, who, uh, who is to Fox News what Claudine Gay is to Harvard. <laughs> 
Yeah, I went there. Uh, I mean, I'm really, honestly, completely unqualified, always wrong on everything. I, I don't think he plagiarizes by any means. But clearly, Juan Williams was put on Fox News because he got fired from NPR for saying that he was nervous around people dressed as Muslims on airplanes. That's why he was he was fired from NPR for saying, oh, when I see a hijab or a, you know, a guy with whatever get sitting next to me on a plane, I get a little bit nervous. This is you know a few years after 9-11, whatever, and the race was race was racist, so they fired him, and Fox said, you know, we need somebody on the panel who can be like, you know, the opposite view, completely wrong about, about everything. And here is, uh, here is Juan Williams <laughs> on the southern border, uh, swinging a miss. Oh, I think people need to take blame, Martha. Uh, you know, it's good to be with you this afternoon. I think he should take some responsibility, but he's dealing with a broken, frayed immigration system. And who broke the immigration system? Kids, come on with me. One, two, three, you did! My gosh, and he's dealing Juan. with it at a moment of... Yeah, of, but I, I, I hear you, and, I, and I, I, forgive me for jumping right in, but, but there's a lot that the president could be doing right now. Yeah, he, remain in Mexico. He could end yeah. catch and release. Yes. He could fix the border wall. Yes. There are things at the president's disposal, regardless of, you know, he can blame Republicans all day long, right? But there's, there's a lot that he could be doing right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's a little bit more from Juan Williams on Fox. But now Johnson and the Republicans prefer to keep this issue as political theater <laughs> in order to <laughs> political theater. <laughs> try to embarrass the White House. Wait, but the president could overstep that. And he could do several things, which I just mentioned, which would not entail Congress at all. But he doesn't do them. And this is the second time in two days I have asked why not. And I'm not getting a direct answer. Now, the American people are screaming, shut the border. Some people are listening to the American people. They went to the border yesterday. Joe Biden has every ability to shut down that southern border. One of the things he could do, but he wouldn't because he's a giant... <clears throat> That's a word I would use, but I'm not going to use it. It starts with a P. Uh, and I said, you know what they do is you just tell Mexico, like Donald Trump did, 100% uh, tariff on everything until you seal the border. But what I would do is tell the Presidente of Mexico, uh, all trade and all travel with Mexico suspended until the southern border is completely sealed. And then work with the U.S. military to send in uh, special forces to paint targets, blow up manufacturing facilities, blow up these wonderful little mansions that these uh, drug lords have, blow up all of the places where these, uh, these uh, uh, drug lords and their, and their followers are living and staying and whatnot. And in this nonsense, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. But Joe Biden won't do that because he likes this, because this is about Cloward Piven, because this is not only about possibly new voters, but literally collapsing the country. That's really what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. Here's my buddy Rob Fennerty. He does the morning show. Wake up, America on uh, Newsmax, and I, and I just thought this was notable. I, I went across it last night, and, and Rob's a, he's a smart guy. Uh, here's what he says, and I got to tell you, as far as being as far as a, an anchor who is in touch with you and me, see if you hear this from Joe Scarbo. See if you hear this from Brett Baer. See if you hear this from Mika Brzezinski. See if you hear this from, you know, Brian Kilmeade. Listen. Nothing matters more than what's happening right now at the southern border. What we've seen over the last three years at the border has never happened before, and the consequences will impact 
and change America forever for the worse. And if you disagree with that, you're either in denial or you work at the White House. <laughs> Over the last three years, Joe Biden has allowed more than 7 million people to cross into America illegally. But this has become the issue of our time. This is the one single issue that should and most likely will bring Joe Biden down 10 months from today. Joe Biden created this crisis. And back to Ellis Island just for a moment. So many families, including my own, trace their roots to that time yes. period. And people, families take a lot of pride in it, and they should. What an amazing story. Do you think that anybody today is going to take pride in images like this? The answer is no. And this will not end until voters put an end to Joe Biden next November. And we got to do something before that, by the way. And you know it as well as I do. Alex in Brooklyn's on the phone. Alex, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Hey, buddy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think people should be wondering about why the president of Mexico wants all his young, able-bodied men, you know, and women. It's mostly young people that are crossing the border, not the elderly. And, you know, disabled people, it's the young, strong people that are the ones that build economies, right? Because they're the working people, typically. Um, and why would he want them to leave Mexico? Last week, um, there, w there was a meeting between him and a, someone from the Biden administration, and the headlines coming out of that meeting was the pre president of Mexico was saying that he's very happy that the U.S. is agreeing to keep the border open. And I, I think that there, you know, if, if you think about that, then there has to be a reason why the president of Mexico wants that his young people should be leaving. And I think it's either because his government is corrupt and he has ties with the cartel and China that are sending all the fentanyl here into the United States, and maybe the president of Mexico is making some money of that, so he's willing to have the border open um, to continue having 90% of the fentanyl that's coming into the country coming through his country uh, through the open border. Or it's also because he has... In, in Mexico, along with all the young people that are leaving, you have hundreds of thousands of criminals. Most of the people are good, but you also have he's able to get rid of all the criminals in Mexico that, you know, make problems over there. And that, that's Alex, if he's not a yep. You made some great thoughts. i got to wrap this up here real quick. Um, you're right. Venezuela is doing that to us. Uh, Mexico likes people to come here and send money back home because they make more money here. That's part of it. I don't think Mexico is the, the problem with – the Mexicans are the problem right now coming across the, the southern borders. People coming around the world who are causing the problems at the southern border. Uh, as, far as, uh, as far as why the southern border is open, uh, I think it's uh, – yeah, you're exactly right as far as that. I, but I'm going to tell you what I have said, and I've been saying this for more than a decade, with regard to countries that are allowing their most valuable resource, their people, to leave their country and come to the United States. Uh, stop what you're doing and make your country suck less. All right? How about look at our Constitution and say, let's make our country into that. But they never do. Donald Trump was right when he called some of these countries like Venezuela third world bleep holes. They're broken, their rulings are their their rulers are broken, and until they turn their crap around, it's not gonna get any better. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Edwin Starr, 25 miles. Come on. 
So uh, as though you couldn't get any matter of the federal government, and, and you know, I always use the uh, the phrase from the um, Declaration of Independence about us- abuses and usurpations. And I got to tell you, I mean, when you look at everything right now, all of the departments of the, uh, the, uh, of the federal government and what they're doing to the American people, what they've done to the American people, censorship and on and on and on and COVID nonsense and on and on and on and the election rigging uh, DHS, FBI. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Weaponized DOJ. It is, it is worse. Guys, we're, we, it's worse than we could have ever dreamed. We always made fun of the former Soviet Union. We're there. We're there, guys. We are in the middle of it. We have been censored with the First Amendment like they did in Stalin's Russia. In Stalin's uh, Russia. They're doing the same stuff, guys. They have the DOJ, the FBI, CISA, all of these groups. It, it's, Stalin is rolling in his grave and like a, he's spinning in his grave for joy. He's at, he's at a two-top with Hitler, and they're going, oh, my God, can you believe this crap? They're doing it. They got the First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment, and they did it. Oh, my God. High five right over here. Saul Alinsky waiting tables down there. Fed's made $236 billion in improper payments last year. All of your money. All of your money. $236 billion, one quarter of a trillion dollars in improper payments. Representative Bob Good of uh, Virginia, the conservative uh, Freedom Caucus chairman, said the improper payments, more evidence that D.C. is broken. Unbelievable. Since 2003, there have been more than $2.4 trillion of improper payments made across the federal government, according to the GAO, and that figure does not include the fiscal year 2023. The government watchdog defines improper payments as payments that should not have been made or were made in, uh, in the incorrect amount and says they have consistently been a government-wide issue despite efforts to identify their root causes and reduce them. Well, why do you think they don't want Donald Trump as the president? Why do you think they don't want the deep state upset? That's a gravy train, man. And you're not on it. You're just paying for it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is Seamus Bruner last night with Rob Schmidt talking about our federal government, how corrupt and compromised it is. Yeah, the congressman's absolutely right. I mean, it's Congress is compromised. The highest levels of our intelligence community is compromised. I can tell you at least three agencies who have the client list, the Jeffrey Epstein client oh, list. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Is the FBI, for one, they raided every uh, place he kept all of this compromising material. They got hard drives and CDs and, and all of the images of uh, the people who were with the uh, underage girls and uh, causing these violent acts, committing these violent acts. Uh, so the FBI needs to be needs to come clean. So up. not only covering for uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and all of that, but also covering up all the people on Epstein's client list. On this for one, the CIA for two, and uh, the Treasury Department. Actually, we found <gasps> out just this last year yeah. uh, there was a, a trial between. Uh, or it wasn't a trial, it was a lawsuit from the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. They sued the bank, J.P. Morgan, because that's who Epstein banked with. Oh, yeah. And because uh, so much money was flowing into Jeffrey Epstein's account, J.P. Morgan ended up paying a huge settlement to the victims of Jeffrey Epstein uh, to avoid going to trial here. But here's what uh, we learned they just in themselves. the proceedings is that there was $1 billion. That's why this is just the tip of the iceberg. Listen. $1 billion in human trafficking payments. Quote, wow. human trafficking. That's from the court documents. And so, yeah, Tucker. All right, Tucker. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden did the same dang thing. He trafficked women. 
And so $1 billion, that is so much trafficking. It is huge. And we need to get to the bottom of it. So wow. J.P. Morgan has to know who was sending money to Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that's just bottom line. They have to know. And they actually admitted to giving over these records to the Treasury Department. I so got to tell you guys, oversight ability. they are thick as thieves. We have so much corruption and graft and filth and abuse. It's worse than you could have ever imagined. And we got to do something about it. Coming up. Greg Lukanoff, President and CEO of the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, to talk about what's going on with campus indoctrination and Harvard, among other things. Don't go anywhere. I think they look at you like a guy who they're worried about because you don't toe the line. They should be, exactly. you You're like a 90s liberal. You're like liberals back when they were more reasonable before they became leftists. And now every liberal kind of has to be a leftist. It's not, it's not, if you want to be on the team, you got to subscribe to the most fringe ideas that the team is promoting. Now, this is uh, Joe Rogan talking to uh, Bill Maher a few weeks ago. And, and I've always said this. I've broken bread with liberals for my entire career. Uh, liberal to me, uh, it used to be, and I remember I discovered this in the early 90s and my 20s, uh, I always thought it was open-minded. Yeah, liberals open-minded, you'll be able to listen. Not the case, and it's been that way on uh, college campuses for at least 30 years. Liberal means the opposite of that. Somebody who is uh, not closed-minded, but very uh, in touch with what's going on at university campuses, among other things. And, of course, uh, all of the censorship in America, Greg Lukanoff, who is the president and CEO of the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression and the co-author of The Canceling of the American Mind, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Greg, welcome back to the show, man. Good to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, uh, we see Claudine Gay is removed from her position at Harvard. Before that, we had the uh, head of UPenn. She stepped down, Liz McGill, because of the testimony that, by the way, was the essentially uh, identical testimony to the president of MIT, to the president of Claudine Gay. But it got her fired. And then Claudine Gay was, uh, well, asked to step down. She gets to keep her $900,000 a year salary because she not only uh, followed the talking points about uh, anti-Semitism, refusing to condemn it, but also has spent her entire career plagiarizing others. And this somehow, even though she's one of the most privileged people you could ever imagine, uh, uh, is, is suddenly a victim of racism. What do you have to say about uh, her removal and the reaction from Claudine Gay and, uh, and the mainstream media? You know, I, I call this the silver spoon rule that essentially, and I've been defending freedom of speech on campuses and beyond for 22 plus years. Um, and elite higher education in particular never, ever, ever, ever admits it did anything wrong. It's always someone else's fault because these poor institutions that just only have $60 billion in the bank, um, you know, they, they can't be blamed for anything. So I, I found the reaction of this just, just mind-blowing. Now, when it comes to the anti-Semitism hearings, you know, I'm a First Amendment lawyer. When it comes to any statement, when you talk about whether you're saying intifada or from the river to the sea, it is correct to say that the, the words by themselves are still protected speech. But they can be harassment. They can be intimidation. They can be threats in certain contexts, like they said. But then Liz McGill goes on and says, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to consider abandoning First Amendment uh, standards for our policies. So when she stepped down, we thought that was great. And the university faculty 
um, and alumni came up with this great vision statement for Penn that, is, that would be transformative. It would make higher education good again if it was actually followed. And when it came to Claudine Gay, we, we were a little bit worried about the idea that she would uh, step down just because of uh, her testimony. Because we, what we're afraid of there is that that would lead schools to take the message, oh, we just have to clamp down on more speech, give administrators more power over speech, yes. which we think would, would, would be ridiculous. However, given the, the plagiarism, you're talking about you know, she has like 11 published articles and yes. 50% of them were, had plagiarized material in them? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, can, can I can I play you this, Greg? This is uh, Al Sharpton yesterday, and Al Al Sharpton is uh, uh, America's premier race hustler. I mean, uh, he has literally been the voice of race hustling for about forty five years. And how has the condition of the black uh, uh, individual, particularly in inner cities, improved? It hasn't. It's only gotten worse. But Al Sharpton, uh, rather than springing into action when a young black person is murdered for the funeral, he always shows up for the funeral. Uh, he shows up to uh, to stand outside of this uh, this uh, donor, Mr. Ackman, businessman, to uh, to uh, uh, try to make us feel bad for the elite Claudine Gay who spent her entire life as a darling, a darling of academia. Here is uh, Al Sharpton. They used her as a scapegoat to fight DEI. We would not have to have DEI if we didn't have... We shall overcome... D-E-N-Y. We were denied. I want to come to his office and let him know that we will fight him. He's declared war against all of us. He's, he's declared war against all of us there, Greg. And I, I had no idea that Claudine Gay was the voice of black America. <laughs> So in, in, in canceling of the American mind, one of the things that we point out is how often, like people are saying, oh, it's a threat to academic freedom to go after the DEI administration at a lot of these schools. And it's like, no, they're not professors, they're administrators. And guess what? Time and time again, they are a threat to free speech and academic freedom on campus. They're the, they're the ones organizing the shoutdowns, the petitions against professors in many cases. Well, I noticed this when I was in school. I graduated about 1989, so, you know, I've been out for a while. But I saw little shades of this. I, I had to take a sociology class, and this woman said that I was responsible for slavery. And it's a little hard for a kid from Iowa who uh, grew up working in fields his entire life to sit there and go, oh, w really? And so I dropped the class. But things got worse. I, I remember about 1990, 91-ish, uh, there was a movement, a feminist movement at University Camp I to get the word men out of women. So they, they, they changed the name the spelling of women to W-O-M-Y-N instead of men because they didn't want to be. And then they changed words like manhole, uh, unless you're on Epstein Island. Uh, but, but they changed the words. And then it just got worse. And then it got, you know, if you're conservative, you're racist. And then it, that wasn't good enough, so you had to call them white supremacists. And if that wasn't good enough, then words are weapons. Is that the kind yeah. of progression you've been following for the last 20-plus years? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, so Fire celebrates its 25th anniversary this year, and so and I've been with Fire since 2001. Became president in 2006, and I felt like I spent you know the first 12 years of my career being like, guys, like political correctness didn't end on campus. It's still really bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Administrators are running the whole show. You can easily get in trouble for your opinion. People really started to notice it again around 2014 when you started having the students uh, be, be, uh, turning on speech, whereas, believe, believe it or not, for most of my career, they were actually pretty good, but that completely changed in 2014. So I wrote a book called Coddling the American Mind, and we talk about this in canceling, where you just had this huge uptick of administrators, oftentimes DEI administrators, 
working with students to get professors canceled, to get uh, students uh, expelled, etc. And this whole words is violence thing. Yeah. This is something that was just it was such a fringy idea. And, and they and a lot of people, they, they think they've, they've come up with this new idea themselves. I'm like, no, they used to think words were violence in the 13th century. It was a great societal <laughs> innovation to actually decide, you know what, we're going to have a bright line distinction between words and violence. You're enti- you can't hit somebody, but you're entitled to whatever opinion you want. That was actually progress. But now when, when they claim that your words are violence and I can respond uh, violently to it, that's just insanity. It is. It is insane. And uh, and I might also add they uh, they uh, use the word disinformation, which was created by Joseph Stalin in 1923. I always find that kind of interesting that our government would literally come up with a department of disinformation like Joseph Stalin did in 1923. I guess this shows that uh, American students haven't been educated in history. That's how uh, the left is able to uh, to bring back these tried and true uh, uh, societal changing uh, nonsense that they're going through right now. Uh, University of Pennsylvania um, is is particularly bad, and and there was one uh, uh, teacher there who was Carol Hooven. Maybe you've heard of her. She was bullied off of campus in 2021 yep. for saying there were two sexes. So yep. she's laughing at this and going, "Are you kidding me? I get fired for just saying that girls have ninas and boys have peepees, which is what I taught my kids when they were toddlers." And she she got booted. What do you know about her? Oh, I know. I know Carol really well. She's brilliant. She's a very kind person. She, when she, and she's she was Harvard, by the way, though not Penn. She's Harvard. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. And, and and in her case, she wrote a book called Testosterone. She's an evolutionary biologist, for goodness sakes. And what she was pointing out, and she went on, she went on a TV show, and what she said was, we should be kind to trans people. We should use the pronouns, which of course is the First Amendment lawyer. You don't have to. I always have to point that out. Like no. Speech, but, no. I, but anyway, but you should be compassionate. You should be understanding to people in general. But that biological sex is real, and we can't pretend it's not. And the idea that that's become a heretical thing to say on campus just shows how, how far gone some of these places are. And, of course, the, the first person to go after her was actually a graduate student, but a head of the DEI task force at Harvard. Um, some professors, like the great Steve Pinker, came to her defense. Um, uh, and Pinker's been great during this whole Harvard thing. Um, but most other professors didn't. Uh, friends turned her back on her. Students refused to work her class. And what Harvard needed to do under this circumstance is make a really strong statement. Listen, like people are entitled to their opinions. Uh, Professors are entitled to their research uh, on this campus. And, of course, Harvard didn't, which is one of the reasons. uh, And actually, honestly, it was all the other sins Harvard committed. Uh, We didn't actually even factor in the Carol Hoover case to, to, to Harvard's score. Harvard finished dead last in our campus free speech yes. ranking entirely yes. on its own steam. They actually got a negative score that we had to round up to zero. <laughs> so uh, to tell me exactly, I, I, I remember reading that and it was, it was groundbreaking. I, I was, I was, I laughed my head off when you, when you uh, gave them that score, but what other things were involved? Because there's, there's a lot of stuff going on at Harvard. They're having separate, uh, you know, uh, graduations for different people. They are do, you know, separate dormitory for kids of color and all of this nonsense. I, I, I presume they're going to do uh, a separate lunch counters and, uh, and drinking fountains, but what else is uh, Harvard doing that tramples on freedom of speech? So the campus free speech ranking, and by the way, like anyone who's sending their kids to college should check it out because you definitely don't want to send your kids to any of the schools that finish, you know, outside of probably like the top 50 um, in, in our 
in our list. No Ivy League school did uh, did well, and it's and it's an amazing. Like, I'm really proud of the accomplishment because it's the largest survey of student opinion ever done, and we factor in. Both if students say this is a hard environment to have discussions, that, that's a negative. Also, if a lot of your students say violence is acceptable in response to speech, we're like, that's not good. So, like, <laughs> o- 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 Oberlin does not do well. Like, it's one of the worst schools on that, by the way. About Only about 50% said that violence. People there anyway. What the hell? Yeah. Who yeah, wants no, to go there? Exactly. People are so insufferable. Why the hell would you want to go to school there? <laughs> um, but then we have the, the professor cancellation um, database. We have the student cancellation database. We have the uh, speech code uh, database, and we have the deplatforming database. By the way, all of the largest, most comprehensive databases ever assembled about this stuff. And then we factor all 13 factors in, and guess what? Harvard finished dead last, um, and Penn finished next to last. Interestingly, University of South Carolina was third from the bottom. but then uh, And then Georgetown, which definitely earned its way uh, on yeah. that list. No Ivy League school did, uh, did well at all. I will give a shout out though. Michigan Technological University finished number one. They, they also have a very good sort of left to right balance there. Uh, University of Virginia was probably the best known school to finish in the yeah. top ten, and of All course, right. University of Chicago as well. Very good, and no uh, no word on my alma mater, Northwest Missouri State University, home of the mighty Bearcats. Uh, uh, Greg, maybe you might want to look at that next time you do your little study here, because you know a major <laughs> player, a major. Let me let me answer. I I think that Harvard has really screwed itself for about a generation, uh, and I think it's long overdue. I really, really, I, I don't see how Harvard, because you know you know the effete, the elite, the Harvard. I go to Harvard. I go to B, and I go to Princeton. I go to trust me. I lived in Washington D.C for a dozen years. That's the first thing people say to you in a conversation. And then I say, Northwest Missouri State. And they say, oh, okay, great. Have a, have a nice evening. But um, but has this uh, harmed uh, Harvard, uh, I mean, tremendously? Uh, and I, I'm saying at least a generation. What do you think? I, I, I will say that the one good thing to come out of university's almost unbelievably bad handling of post-October 7th um, actually, in some cases, actual violence against Jewish students, in other cases, threats or harassment, um, and uh, is that it's there are, the number of people who don't think there's a problem in higher education, particularly elite higher education, has dwindled. Writing Canceling the American Mind, you know, we marshal a tremendous amount of data in this thing. I work with this amazingly brilliant 23-year-old named Ricky Schlott. Um, but I got really depressed writing it because I was like, wow, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but it's even worse than I thought on campus. So the good thing to come out of this is we have a lot more the, the skepticism that was already building by all the polling against the way we do higher education today. I think that what the polling is going to be like next year is going to be rock bottom. And we really need to rethink how we do this, because right, right now, places like Harvard are trying to say with a straight face that it costs something like $170,000 to educate a single student for a single year. And if that's what you're saying, that means you failed. Yes. Like you, you, you can surely do it for something less expensive that's more rigorous. Oh, and by the way, here, here, here's an interesting statistic. Yes. 45% of the white students who go to Harvard, they're either um, uh, legacies, uh, kids of professors, or athletes. <laughs> um, nice, and nice. The average GPA, average GPA at Harvard is 3.9, which yes. is basically kind of like what? So, so we're just going to assume that the, you know this person who's a legacy who got into your school who got who got a 3.7 is somehow better than someone who went to you know Northwestern Missouri State University. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, listen, Greg, we've got to run. I like to say that you as a parent should not have to expect your child to go off to college and become home a Marxist who hates you. It's ridiculous, and it's time we got the butt off this damn rose. The book is called The Canceling of the American Mind. I'm looking forward to reading this, Greg, and I always appreciate having you on social media or on the, on the, on the radio. Uh, where, where can people find you on the, uh, on the interweb? Uh, thefire.org, and my subsec is The Eternally Radical Idea. Very good. Have a great weekend. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. Could some relief be coming to uh, Philadelphia? I don't know. I don't know. Got a new mayor. Sounds like she kind of wants to do something about crime. She's a Democrat. I know it's I'm surprised as you are. Do you realize that uh, crime has been cut in Detroit by 60% because they got a mayor in there who's who's saying, you know what, we're not going to coddle criminals? Did you know that? Yeah. That's why you don't hear Detroit in the news. Normally you hear Detroit once a year around Halloween. Yeah, another night of burning. Not so much. Philadelphia's police department fired its first diversity, equity, and inclusion officer just hours after a new commissioner and mayor took office, promising to restore lawfulness. Leslie Morant, who began her job in April of 2022, was axed, not axed a question, she lost her job, meeting Tuesday in one of the final moves by then-acting police commissioner John Stanford. So she was around uh, just a little bit longer than, I guess, what, Claudine Gay. Uh, Stanford told Morant that his replacement uh, as commissioner Kevin Bethel would be restructuring the department and no longer needed her services. Bye-bye. She had a $170,000 base salary, by the way. Morant, uh, former chief counsel to the Pennsylvania Human Rights Commission with no prior law enforcement uh, experience, was hired under police commissioner Danielle Outlaw. I'm not kidding. Her name was Outlaw, and it still is. Her ouster came just hours after Democrat Sherelle Parker became the city's first black mayor, signed an executive order declaring a public safety emergency. Uh, I want the world to know I'm fully committed to ending this uh, sense of lawlessness and bringing order back to our city and a sense of lawfulness. The, uh, instead of awfulness, which is what Portland and uh, San Francisco and uh, St. Louis and uh, Chicago all have. The city has been struggling, in New York City, uh, the city has been struggling with crime for, in recent months, saw more than 500 murders two years in a row. Homicide rates dropped uh, 22% between 22 and 23, but violent crimes like robberies have gone up. Up. Maybe they just ran out of people to kill. More than 1,400 people have died from drug overdoses in 2022, 11% up from the previous high. We're going to expeditionally get every available resource into the neighborhoods struggling from the scourges of crime, drug violence, drugs, and addiction. A gun violence, drugs, and addiction. Parker, who had previously embraced the use of stop and frisk, that's a good sign, and suggested bringing in the National Guard to clean up open-air drug markets, that's good, too. I like her. Also said police officers will be deployed as guardians and not warriors, getting to know the people they are sworn to protect and serve. Well, that's all fine and everything, but uh, I hope you still get to shoot the bad guys. I really, I really do. Shoot the hell out of those bad guys and put them in jail because clearly uh, there's a way to run a city and there's a way not to run a city. A guy who knew how to run a city, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani, has been destroyed by the left, has been destroyed by nonsense because uh, he, uh, he just happened to associate and affiliate himself with Donald Trump. He was the guy who brought uh, New York City back from the ashes after 9-11. And look what they've made him. 
I, I wish this this mayor the best of luck. The, the problem is she has a D in front of her name, so we'll see what we see. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Yes, it is. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. It's gym day for me. Yeah. I I, uh, I got a couple gym memberships. One of the places got a steam room, which I like because, you know, you go in there, meditate, pray, all of that, which is what I enjoy after a workout. And then the other one is Planet Planet Fitness, you know. Planet Fitness is like 10 bucks a month and you can join Planet Fitness and they've got, you know, 5,000 members in one club and only about 3% of them go. That's how they make their money. (laughs) So I'm going to go to PF today and uh, get my workout in there. And, uh, you know, it's always nice. It's always nice. I, I was talking to my producer, Ken, who I call Redneck MacGyver. And, uh, and he, you know, he can't get motivated this year and he's got a, you know, workout machine or whatever in his house. And I said, you know, <clears throat> nothing against you guys who <clears throat> have the recumbent bikes and all that crap in the house and uh, all that. But honestly, you, unless you've got a gym in your house, you need to go to the gym because generally what happens when you get a treadmill or whatever in the basement, what does it become? What does it become? It becomes a laundry rack to dry clothes. It's what it does. Uh, you know it as well as I do. It sucks. Working in the basement or wherever sucks. Even if you're, you know, talking to somebody online who's leading you through some sort of spinning workout. It sucks working out at home. So I, I go to the gym. But this year, you know, right, and I, and I did. I, I, I walked up to the person at the front desk. I said, who let all these people in here? 
making a joke because there are a group of people that come into the gym every time this year around and, and have not made a lifelong commitment to physical fitness. And I've had my slips, don't get me wrong. I, got, I went up to 286 pounds when I was selling cars. I was still going to the gym not very often. Right now, I'm in the best shape probably in the last 12 or 15 years. Uh, physically very strong, blah, blah, blah. But, but I, I call the people who show up in January resolutionaries and gym turlopers, all right? And they show up and, and you know, and they're just a mess. They did. I saw a guy the other day who was trying to do uh, triceps, you know, doing an exercise to do triceps. And the arm goes down and you got the weight, you know, the, the, the machine uh, uh, handle in your, in your hand. And, you, and he looked like he was starting a lawnmower. And then this other guy looks like he was pumping well water or something. I'm like, dude, slow down. Do your reps, but they come in and they do stupid crap. <clears throat> they grunt and groan and all this. And, and here's a couple things that I'll say about g- you gymter lopers and you, uh, you resolutionaries. Here are a couple rules here, all right? I'm going to tell you the rules here. Uh, no working out to the music, all right? You can't sit there and visibly talk to the music and do your reps to the beat. While, that looks just stupid, okay? Second of all, shadow boxing is never allowed. Ever, 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 ever. Unless you're training in a boxing facility, shadow boxing just makes you like a, look like an idiot. Second of all, never sign the cross before you max bench press, all right? And, and second of all, don't max bench press. If you're going to be at a, you know, a, a meathead, you know, Gold's Gym or whatever, you can do it there. That's fine. And finally, I'm going to tell you that uh, unless you bring a tent and a sleeping bag, don't be camping out on a piece of equipment for 20 minutes waiting for the perfect song so you can do your next set of reps, all right? Okay, I understand the value of hearing a Metallica song or a Chris Stapleton song or, you know, maybe maybe even who the hell, a Biggie or whatever, or Five Finger Death Punch. You know, I listen to a lot of music. I understand needing that song. But you can't sit there at the machine after doing a bunch of reps and then sit there and look for the song so you can start your next rep. So there you go. Those are my feelings about, you know, the resolutionaries and gym turlopers, <clears throat> which, you know, whatever. But I am in the best shape I've been in a very long time. I'm, uh, I'll just brag a little. Uh, chest, 52. Waist, down from 46 to 38. Trying to get down to 35-ish, 36. Uh, bicep 17 and a half. Not too bad for a guy closer to 60 than 50. Right, ladies? And I hear crickets. And I'm still hearing crickets. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, Jamie Raskin has released a Trump corruption report. He says that he has received $7.8 million in foreign payments from 20 countries during his presidency. Um, what it was was uh, 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 it, officials from other countries staying in his hotels. Because he's a hotel owner. He was not involved with the hotel business while he was a president. It can be proven. His kids took over the hotel business. And, by the way, we found out last night, if you were listening to Rob Schmidt tonight, that the uh, hotel margin generally for hotels to make when people stay is about 10%. Donald Trump donated the profits from these stays back to the government. Did you know that? While he wasn't taking a salary. So there you go. Nice try, Jamie Rassel. <clears throat> Raskin. Raskin. I'm sorry, I always get that kind of. Raskin is his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump uh, took the gloves off, asking the court to hold uh, Jack Smith in contempt, and they should because he's a Hague judge. He is uh, an internationalist. He does not adhere to the Constitution. He's a scumbag. 
Uh, his attorneys on Thursday, Donald Trump's asked the court to hold special counsel Jack Smith in contempt for violating Judge Chutkin's, she's a Klingon, Chutka, uh, order staying all proceedings in the January the 6th case against Trump. So nothing was supposed to happen in this case because it was stayed. But Jack Smith... <laughs> uh, decided to keep things going. Now, from Donald Trump, President Trump respectfully moves this court for an order to show cause why prosecutors Jack Smith, Molly Gaston, and Thomas Wyndham, collectively the prosecutors, should be held in contempt for violating the court's order, staying any further proceedings that would move this case toward trial or impose additional burdens, burdens on litigation on the defendant. So they were supposed to stop everything. That means the Trump team stops preparing a defense and the uh, the prosecutors stopped their case as well but jack smith decided to flaunt that the stay order is clear straightforward and unambiguous and all substantive substantive i should say proceedings in this court are halted despite this clarity the prosecutors began violating the stay almost immediately first within five days of the court entering the stay order the prosecutors served thousands of pages of additional discovery together with a purported draft exhibit list I know this sounds very uh, complicated and convoluted, and trust me, I, I spend a lot of hours in here every day trying to digest and make sense of all of this, but they just are keeping the pedal to the metal to try and get rid of Donald Trump, and it's going to fail, and it's going to fail. And you're going to be held accountable, you jerk. In the meantime, uh, Jack Smith isn't allowed to file any motions in the D.C. case due to Judge Tutkan order halting all proceedings. Pending a decision from the appellate court, all pre-file proceedings are on hold. However, this hasn't stopped Smith from filing motions. Smith filed a, a, a motion in court to prevent President Trump from blaming uh, provocateurs and undercover agents for the January the 6th riot. Through public statements, filings, and arguments and hearings before the court, the defense has attempted to inject into this case partisan politic attacks and irrelevant and presidential issues. Problem is, all that Trump wants to do is get the evidence from the J6 hearings that have been deleted and the things that we have discovered, like 200 FBI agents were actually in the crowd on January the 6th. It's a kangaroo court. Uh, you know, the D.C. Circuit is a hanging judge district. That's why Rudy Giuliani's case was sent there. That's why Jack uh, Smith is, is, uh, is working uh, out of Washington, D.C., and, uh, and presumably and almost without doubt, and no, without doubt, with uh, Joe Biden to coordinate all of these with the DOJ. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, baby. So a little bit about Prince Andrew. As is new from Jim Gossett about uh, Prince Andrew featuring Bill Clinton. Apparently they were good friends. Used to like to go to Chuck E. Cheese, even though neither one of them had kids at the age that they needed to be. But we'll leave that alone. Well, there's a prince who got caught like me. His name is Andrew. And now they say that he was involved. In some debauchery With his pal Jeff Epstein And now they say That Andrew's history And he'll be No longer royalty Will be kicked out Of the family Soon King Charles will say Here's the hook You'll hear him say Andy You're a pervert <laughs> What a disgrace You have been Yes, come back Never wanna see your face again. Maybe you can be cellmates.
take a fork And Andrew, he has done no support From anyone Defenders, he has none You'll hear Great Britain say You'll hear him say, Andy You're in trouble In the slammer You should be I gotta tell you, deserve it just like Bill. It is amazing uh, the uh, the uh, filth that exists in uh, in world leadership. I mean, it really, really, is. it's it's remarkable. We we are seeing this uh, cabal of uh, you know world economic forum types and. And they live high on the hog. And, and, you know, we always thought maybe it was it just stopped at, you know, flying on private jets and telling us to uh, ride in coach and drive in crappy EVs and whatnot. But it's much worse than that. They are a, a disgusting, foul criminal cabal. And everybody knew what, uh, what this man was up to. D- Donald Trump uh, uh, separated him from Jeff, Ep- Jeff Epstein years ago. And he was literally saying that all of this is going to come out. He was bragging about it. But they're trying to pin Trump on it like like he's Bill Clinton, and that's a joke. It's a joke. There's no evidence there whatsoever. That said, Prince Andrew will never return to the royal fold, will be foisted out of the royal lodge after documents relating to pedophile Jeff Epstein detailed sexual relation allegations against uh, against uh, this, this uh, Prince Andrew. A source says when it comes to any public role for the brother, there's no way back. There has always been an agreement that Andrew would be permitted to attend private and family events as his right, but not public or, or official ones. That has not changed. Andrew has refused requests by Charles to move to a smaller residence called Frogmore College. That's where the cold-blooded, I guess, um, uh, animals live, uh, which has belonged to Harry and Meghan before they left to the U.S. So uh, Andrew has spent uh, years trying to rebuild his shattered public image, as mentioned 69 times <laughs> in the new files, along with dozens of high-profile associates. And, you know, guys, benefit of the doubt and everything, but, but Bill Clinton. Really? Okay, sure. All right, sure, 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 sure. Oh, and you want to know something really sickening? I played this before. They knew about it. They knew about it. The mainstream media knew about it. It's kind of interesting. I saw this uh, 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 Amy Robach a few years ago. She had all the details on the story. She was ready to let him loose on ABC TV, and she was recorded during a break off uh, off camera talking about how she went to the higher-ups at ABC. By the way, uh, they went to the same person who also uh, presided over creating the January the 6th hearing uh, broadcast. He literally did that for the January 6th committee. He's the ABC producer who also refused to investigate this. Listen to Amy Robach. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that, we, that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on 
to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so wow. pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed. Who had all the details on Hunter Biden's laptop? Who had all the details on Hillary Clinton colluding with Russia and the FBI? Who had all that? Do you suppose anybody raised a fuss about that and they were refused? Clearly. I'm just like, oh, my God. Or they just all played along. We, it was um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like we there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. You know, I've said for a while that uh, we have the finest justice system that money can buy. And those who have the money can get away with anything. We need an earthquake in Washington, D.C. We need a political earthquake. We need to bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. And I'm not being pejorative. Let's take a break and come back. Maybe not literal. This is The Rob Carson Show. I don't know what it is about sex trafficking, uh, pedophilia, how it's been able to uh, fester and grow. We've had 85,000 kids missing coming across the southern border, many of them, a good share of them, sex trafficked. It's unbelievable. It is, it is really, really, I mean, I've been talking about uh, preventing the abuse of uh, childhood abuse and and uh, and fostering and adopting kids for a very long time. I, I have I know everything about it. Uh, I went through a lot of abuse when I was a kid, and uh, and that this is being allowed in, and this is like I don't know. It's as bad as a Hollywood movie, isn't it? To know that Jeffrey Epstein, we don't know how he made his money, but we know that he uh, trafficked kids for sex with the most powerful and rich people in the world. What the what the hell? And we also know that nobody is being held accountable except for Helene Maxwell. Nobody. Unbelievable. This is one of Epstein's victims after his uh, his sentencing before he was murdered. Yeah, murdered. I'll just say it. It's not a joke anymore. Uh, talking about what went on there. We go on that island. There was a constant stream of girls being raped over and over and over again. And yes, Ghislaine must die in prison because I've been in hell and back for the last 17 years. And 27 for me. I was 10 years old when Liz Stein was being trafficked. I was 10. That is how long the sex trafficking ring has been going on. A uh, new cache of Epstein documents, uh, minor victim traffic to prominent American politicians to obtain potential blackmail information. This, including the honeypot uh, prostitution ring going on in Vienna, Virginia. Yeah, loose lips sinks ships, right? This, uh, <laughs> Eric Swalwell was uh, banging a Chinese spy for like a couple years. He was Chinese spy. And then when it came into the light, uh, the Chinese Communist Party ordered takeout. <laughs> Chinese takeout. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I should let that line go. Anyway, she left the country. Judge Loretta Presco uh, unsealed the first cache of documents. Uh, you know, we know that uh, Prince Andrew's knee-deep in it. We know that Bill Clinton has a fondness for young girls. Big surprise. Uh, the minor teen labeled Jane Doe number 3 said she was trafficked to prominent American politicians. 
Epstein also trafficked the then minor Jane Doe, making her available for sex to politically connected and financially powerful people. Epstein's purpose in lending Jane Doe, along with other young girls, to such powerful people were to integrate or ingratiate himself with them for business, personal, political, and financial gain, as well as to be to obtain political blackmail information. According to Jane Doe number three, here is uh, some testimony. Minor teen uh, described how she was forced to recruit high school girls for Epstein. Did you bring other girls to him? Yes, I brought friends over. And were you? Uh, were they also of a similar age? Yes, they were my peers. High school girls? Correct. Did any of them have massage experience? I don't know. Were you going to look for a massage therapist, a professional mes- massage therapist to bring him in? No. What he wanted at his house was on high school girls under the pretense of that massage. Sometimes I'd go over and I'd just swim and I would get paid. I would get uh, take a nap and get paid or I'd just hang out and I'd get paid. They call that grooming, by the way. They call that grooming. Mm-hmm. At the time, you were 15, 16, 17? Yes. No massage experience? No. You were told to bring other girls to the house? After a while, yes. And Jeffrey took my clothes off without my consent for the first time I met him. And yes, he would take out adult toys and different things. Unbelievable. We go on that island. There was a constant stream. I did not mean to pick that play that. Tom Pritzker, uh, executive chairman of Hyatt Hotels, former president uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Alan Dershowitz also, uh, and by the way, I'll play some audio from Alan Dershowitz after the bottom of the break. I, I, uh, I think the charge is dubious, but I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll explain. Uh, 2016 legal deposition redacted this week. This uh, woman, Jeffrey, was questioned about a relationship with Pritzker, the hotel. Yay. How many times have you been, had sex with Tom Pritzker? She says, I believe it was once. Um, the whole system needs to be taken apart. Uh, the deep state needs to be taken apart. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says 75% of the deep state needs to be fired. I think I'm down with that. Last half hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Megyn Kelly may know something we don't know about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Here's what she said on her podcast. I'm not sure what this means. Fascinating, and we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. We're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year, uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that, as I'm allowed to tell you. Fascinating, huh, and we're not kind done of with interesting. Jeffrey Epstein. I can so tell you, you might, that. We might hear from him, so... Does that mean uh, during a seance? <laughs> Do you know? Some people say, well, he might be alive. I, geez, who the hell knows? I, honestly, really, who the hell knows at this point? And everything, everything that's happening right now is so on beyond belief. Uh, everything. The Jeff St- Jeffrey Epstein pedophile island, all of the most powerful and rich people in the world hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein, trafficking children. You've got uh, 85,000 kids that have come across the border. They've been, been brought across the border to, to, uh, to uh, be sex slaves or drug mules, and, and nobody gives a damn. Now, tell you what, it's over when a society turns its back on its children like this. But I am ready to kick some serious ass. I don't know about you guys. I am ready. I'm ready. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of this. You should be too. We, we, we are to be the shining example. We are not to be the, the foul, filthy, just 
I don't even know what to say about the people in power in our country right now. I don't even know what to say about what our country has become. Uh, Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch, has filed a $30 million wrongful death suit against the government on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's husband and estate. Good. Uh, Only one thing. Only $30 million. Judicial Watch announced today they're going to file a wrongful death suit against uh, Ash, or against the government for the death of Ashley Babbitt, murdered by a police officer who was never even questioned, never even questioned about it. They just cleared him. She was a 35-year-old resident of San Diego, completely unarmed. You've seen the video. And the government said you couldn't say anything about it. Roseanne Boylan was beaten to death. No Capitol Police officers died that day at the hands of uh, January the 6th protesters. There was a wrongful death uh, suit by the uh, girlfriend of the police officer, Brian Sicknick, that was dismissed. And she was going to sue uh, Donald Trump over, I guess, for culpability. Uh, Godspeed, Judicial Watch, sue their mother-loving rear ends off, as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> oh, the Iowa uh, shooter. We heard about this yesterday. 17-year-old killed D- kid Dylan Butler. Perry High School, about 40 miles uh, north of Des Moines. I'm from uh, southwest Iowa myself, about 120 miles west of Des Moines. Apparently, this kid had been bullied relentlessly since elementary school. It uh, escalated recently. His younger sister started getting picked on. The school did not intervene. Um, That was the last straw, apparently. He was hurting. He got tired of the bullying, and he, and he, he did something completely irrational. Now, there was also... Uh, some uh, rumors that he was also um, considering transgenderism. We all know that these hormones that uh, kids are being put on, these puberty blockers and whatnot, uh, certainly will screw up your development and certainly wouldn't surprise me if it screwed up their minds. Uh, Does it surprise us that a kid would go off the deep end like this? And I'm not, uh, you know, this kid isn't evil. This kid was not born evil. And I'm going to get a lot of heat on this. You're defending him. No, I'm not. I'm not defending the actions of this individual. We got some idiots in charge of our school systems that have put politics ahead of children. They have uh, indoctrinated children, particularly, uh, particularly some kids, to think that all white kids are evil. That they are white supremacists and they are uh, and they are uh, uh, privileged. Uh, you've got uh, people saying that uh, uh, masculinity is toxic. You've got young women saying that if you are sad and unhappy, maybe the problem is you're trapped in the wrong body and you need to get some sort of hormone replacement and puberty blockers and then get mutilated surgery to make you into a, an asexual eunuch the rest of your bloody life. Are you out of your mind? I was abused in school. I was abused and bullied in school from first grade through my first, my freshman year, right after my freshman year in college or or in high school. I would get on the bus when I was in first grade. Everybody on the bus would chant. And it was a, there was a commercial and they used, da, 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 you know, and they would call me sickening tub, first grader. And I would lay down in the front seat and cry my way to school. Made fun of uh, being heavy my entire life. I was always the biggest kid in my class. I was about 5'10", 175 in sixth grade. I buyed an entire wrestling tournament because they couldn't find a kid big enough. Then in, in, uh, in eighth grade, I was 6'1", 245. They made me wrestle with the high schoolers, and the high schoolers beat the snot out of me. 
kids realize that if one kid couldn't beat me up, five could. And I went through that for years. And I, and I'm not, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not pissing around about it, all right? But I wanted to learn karate. I wanted to beat some, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to hurt people. I didn't want to kill people. That was insane. But I wanted like, you know, that's why these bully movies, these anti-bully movies, Karate Kick, why is that a number one movie? That's such a resonating, because the bully gets his ass kicked. They're the bodyguard, wasn't there a bodyguard? It was in the 80s, uh, you know, that's common. The bully gets his ass kicked. It's because so many kids get bullied, and, and I, I was. And when you don't have any help, going to school every day, when you are not helped and you are bullied, you know what it is? It's prison. I remember this jackass named Steve Messerschmidt. I still hate the bastard. Uh, you know, every day in my high school, this, 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 this thing would come starting in elementary school and bully me and all of this stuff. And my, my freshman year in high school, I just sat in the library, skipped lunch. Because I knew I was going to get harassed, harangued. Somebody's going to ruin my lunch. Somebody's going to throw a tray at me. Somebody's going to do something. I knew it. And it all ended my sophomore year in high school when I kicked Mike McKee's butt. Kicked his butt. Just There was no doubt. It was just like, boom, you're done. And so I don't know what happened with this kid. Uh, this kid wasn't evil. This kid was messed up and he had no help. And none of the people in charge of his life, and I don't know about his parents, but but the people who are in charge of our schools right now, and I'm not saying everybody, but people like the teachers' unions and the school boards that vote in woke nonsense, they're responsible for this crap, this dissent. It is uh, it is unbelievable that they and they ruin these kids' lives. And then listen, when when COVID happened, they closed down schools unnecessarily, and some schools were closed for more than two years. Kids had their dreams dashed, destroyed, wrecked. Seniors in high school for a couple of years, no sports, no uh, on stage, no competition, no friendship, not being able to be. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine what they did that did to the mental state of our kids in Gen Z? And my daughter, I see my daughter, and she's amazing. Because when I see her and her friends, they've come through this. And they don't drink, and they don't party, and they don't do 40% of Gen Z doesn't drink. You know why? Because they've seen previous generations doing that, and then they've seen the generations that have failed them, and they've realized that after all the abuse they suffered from these idiots who've tried to brainwash them and then shut down their schools and taken everything, they realize the most invaluable thing in the world they have is each other. That's what, when my daughter had her friends over for New Year's Eve, nobody was drinking, there wasn't any loud music, they just sat around and enjoyed each other. So I'm sad that this happened. This isn't about guns. This isn't about gun control. This isn't about blah, blah, blah. This is about, well, the, the same thing happened after 9-11 to some degree. After 9-11, the government went nuts, cracked down on everything. Made it, we still have to take our shoes off and our belts off and everything. And, and, and right after 9-11, we were so driven into insanity by fear. And then the, the, the corresponding reaction from the government and overreaction from the government, people were you know, trying to open the doors on planes. Because you're sitting there and you're vibrating. You're like, I can't take this. I don't want to be flown into a building. People started going nuts. We never saw that before. 
Because the world went insane, and it's still there. It's ridiculous. Let's talk about something a little bit uh, lighter on the moronic side, and that is green energy. Particularly EVs, which I say are for posers. Here we go. Yes, it's only an Al Gore scam. Just a climate change fantasy. It's all liberal make-believe to destroy the economy. And your children's lives. It's a sinister Al Gore scheme to spread grief and cause misery. Based on a lie. $10 a gallon gas and no electricity. I've got no shame. As I showed on Meet the Press, I've got no shame. I must confess I'm a big fat mess. It's a global warming scheme. Just as phony as it can be. Yes, it is. But it's making a billionaire out of hypocrites like me. Watch your power bill triple soon. Say goodbye to your SUV. Just wait till we confiscate your new HDTV. So uh, President Biden in 2021 drove a Ford F-150 Lightning and expressed his desire to electrify the White House fleet of vehicles, including the Beast. It's not possible. At that time, Brian Hood doubted his wisdom, given the fact that the uh, weight of fifteen to 20,000 pounds, its armor and high-tech security features, and its oversized truck frame, at twice the weight of a GMC Hummer EV, the beast would require a massive battery array to provide any real protection and would be defenseless in the event of a battery failure. That's why they don't want it. Because if a battery failure happens, the president is a sitting duck. In his first week in office, President uh, announced his goal of electrifying the entire 600-vehicle federal fleet of civilian vehicles. Yeah. He reiterated it with his uh, energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, and said that she wanted to electrify all U.S. military vehicles, including tanks and aircraft. It's never going to happen. By 2030, you're high. The Army's 242,000 tactical vehicles should be and now be for hybrids, but its 170,000 non-tactical cars and trucks could go electric. No, they can't. You morons. Ford just announced cutting production of its beloved uh, F-150 Lightning uh, to just 1,600 vehicles a week on the heels of cutting the price by $10,000. They're losing $66,000 for every electric vehicle that comes off assembly lines. ChargePoint is a company uh, that uh, has been got a lot of federal money. Stock prices have fallen for ChargePoint, EVco, and Blink uh, Blink Charging in spite of Biden's 7.2 billion 7.5 billion in subsidies because the green dream is a joke. ChargePoint stock Dropped from its high of forty six dollars in twenty twenty to two twenty four in December, down nearly seventy five percent in one year alone. I got a, a an email from a, a listener from uh, Bloomington, bro, is what it says here. 
I've got a Ford Lightning company vehicle. 100% charge shows 325-mile range, but typically only get about 75% of that. So a little tough to go on a, a trip, a 250-mile trip. That's about the limit. If you're wanting to go on a trip, charging stations are scarce and limited in uh, number, so you ha- you hope they're available, not to mention the extended charge time and the two- to four-hour delay every 250 miles. Then the TV commercials show you restoring power to your entire home. You've seen that like a generator? When the power went off at my office, I was running a computer with two 24-inch monitors when the portable electric truck heater kicked on and it tripped the breaker in the truck. Uh, then there's this two companies have terminated plans to construct 147 offshore wind turbines near new york citing inflation interest and supply chain disruptions and they can't make any bloody money on them by the way and they kill whales they kill lots and lots and lots and lots of whales 11 humpback whales uh near uh, new york in 2023 nine in new jersey but it doesn't matter because it's green right uh-huh. Yeah. It is uh it is remarkable. Then there was this island they decided to do this island electrify, the island of El Herrero. And uh, 2015 they were going to be 100% powered by wind and hydroelectric storage. Instead, renewable energy has never produced more than 15% of the island's needs. Tell that to Maui too, by the way. Yeah. International Energy Alliance or agency no no, the International Energy Agency, Paris-based autonomous group. Global spending on clean energy transformation away from fossil fuels. $1.2 trillion starts since the beginning of the pandemic. And a lot of it's doing a faceplant. Most of it is, including the island of El Herrero. Because the thing is, you need wind and you need sun. And otherwise, you're screwed. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So, uh, the left decided that they could just say that what you exhale is uh, causing global climate warm change, acid rain, ozone hole, all that crap. And they've changed that every single year uh, forever. Forever they've, uh, they've been lying about this and, and changing and moving the, uh, moving the, uh, the goalposts and all of that. Uh, this is earlier this year. Everybody's convinced that we've, re- we've entered a point of global boiling. The era of global boiling has arrived. We have entered the era of global boiling. The era of global boiling has arrived. Well, if global boiling is starting, let's throw the pasta in. We've moved from the era of global warming to the era of global boiling. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Um, Russia and Scandinavia experiencing record cold. Northern Sweden registered negative 46 Fahrenheit. <gasps> Boy, you don't want to pee outside. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, the, you might end up just like sitting on a stalagmite. Uh, the lowest temperature ever recorded in the region. Climate alarmists said that 2023, the hottest on record globally. Of course, we've only been on the planet for, I don't know, not, honestly, us on the planet Compared to the spectrum of world history, we are an eyelash on a mile-long yardstick. So they got some of the coldest winters happening over there. It's God's way of saying, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. It's, it's God's way of saying that. This is the premier of Alberta, Canada. 
And uh, and someday, very soon, uh, the jackweed who is in charge of Canada is going to be out. But here she is talking about the idiocy of solar and wind in Canada. Let's talk about batteries because I've talked to somebody. I want to I talk about batteries for a minute because I know that everybody thinks that this economy is going to be operating. She said a boot because she's from Canada. ...on wind and solar and battery power, and it cannot. There is no industrialized economy in the world operating that way because they need base load. And I'll tell you what I know about batteries because I talked to somebody who was thinking of investing in it on a 200 megawatt plant. Yes. $1 million to be able to get each megawatt stored. That's $200 million for his plant alone, mm-hmm. and he would get one hour of storage. What? So if you want me to have 12,000 megawatts of storage, that's $12 billion for one hour of storage, $24 billion for two hours of storage, $36 billion for three hours of storage, and there are long stretches in winter where we can go weeks without wind or solar. Now imagine that. Yeah, honestly. And, and this has always been uh, Falderall from the very beginning of it. I remember when I was growing up, it was carbon monoxide that came out of the tailpipe. You're worried about carbon monoxide because that's the stuff that kills you, right? Now it's dioxide because it's more plentiful and it comes from everything and they can control everything. Do you understand now? Do you get it? Cow farts, you know, carbon dioxide, uh, everything that involves everything, uh, production of food, carbon dioxide, everything carbon dioxide. And once they can control carbon dioxide, which is a byproduct of living, then they can control everything. That's it. Serious. Just do your research. Check out my Instagram, by the way, and you'll see the uh, video that I got over a million views about uh, EV Hummers. A million views just last week. Just go to uh, Rob Carson Show on social media and uh, Instagram. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax this week. It is off the hook. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. Go to NewsmaxTV.com or NewsmaxPlus.com to sign up. Have a glorious weekend. God bless you, Israel, America. And until Monday, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Christmas just passed, but I have a really great gift idea. You can still give yourself Why don't you give yourself the new streaming service, Newsmax Plus? Move over Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. Just start Newsmax Plus. I subscribed. I love it. Get Newsmax Best Shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Boulding, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and more. You also get lots of movies, documentaries, history, comedy. Newsmax Plus just signed up more than 180,000 people. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV app. And Newsmax Plus is the only streamer to give you all the Donald Trump rallies. Fox News censors most of them. So get Newsmax Plus today. It's free to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's Newsmax, spell the plus, dot com. Start your free subscription again. NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. So try it free today. Ah. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.